When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only mr todd bridges how are you doing today (laughs) what is going on todd i mean how are you celebrity big brother here we are again yeah i know right (laughs) i mean look you made it really far fourth place like you know are you adjusted back? I mean, you're out of the house now for a short period of time. Like, has it hit you? Have you adjusted back to the real world? I have not adjusted back fully yet, but I'm trying now. I'm very tired a lot during the day. So just trying to get it done so I can get some rest and be ready to, you know, do what's really out there, you know, in the real world. I love it. I mean, look, you've been involved in a lot of other reality TV, like skating with celebrities, celebrity boxing, mm-hmm. Fair Factor. You know, did you watch Big Brother? Like, did you know what you were getting into? Were you familiar with the show? Yeah, I had watched it, but it's still not like being in the house. You know, you watch it and you see it, but it's nothing like actually being in the house. Being in the house is totally different. So it's like you expect it, but it just, you don't know, really know what to expect. It's like craziness, boredom. And then more craziness and then boredom like that. It's a lot of that. Was it a lot harder than you expected? Um, no, no, it was close. It was like not as hard as I expected, but you know, what I didn't expect is, you know, when I guess when I got out to see the vicious things people were saying about each other, that was just terrible. You know, that was really bad. And I couldn't believe that 
you know, Misha and Todrick were stupid at that level of saying mean things about people, you know. I think once a person's out of the house, you don't need to say that. You just move on. Right. It's like if the goal is to win the game, well, you've yeah. further, you've gotten further than the person that's gone. So why yeah. do you care anymore? Yeah. yeah, I don't understand that. That didn't make any sense to me. What was the biggest challenge when you were there? Like, what did you find to be the biggest challenge? I, I think the biggest challenge was finding things to do during the day. You know what I mean? If you didn't have competitions going on or, or you know, vetoes going, it was boring. You know, just bored as really boring. Nothing else to do but just hang out. Did you sleep a lot? Uh, in the very beginning, you know, but I always had my ears open listening, you know. Um, but I just, it was just bored. I mean, it's like, wow. And, you know, and also you can't sing. You can't say quotes for movies. You know, I'm like, I don't even understand that, you know. I've you, never seen somebody have to pay for a quote from a movie. Right. You're like, what am I supposed to do all day here? Right. Yeah. I mean, and I wonder if people would really get fined. I wonder if they did blurt out a quote from a movie. I don't think so. I've never seen somebody blurt out a quote. I mean, how many times did you do a movie and see people doing quotes from a movie? Seriously. How many movies you've seen that used what you're talking about Willis? Nobody got fined for that. Nobody got fined for that. And that's one of the most... Um, infamous yeah. quotes of all time yeah were you shocked did you shock yourself because listen you were really good at a lot of these competitions i mean did you shock yourself or did you kind of feel that you were um, I'm, 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 i just figured i'd be good at all these things and I, I had to figure out which time to strike you know i only made one mistake in the whole thing i should have put uh todrick and Misha on the block a lot earlier and got at least one of them out to break up that break up that little collaboration if i would have done that it could have been different for all of us you know do you think like that's really your biggest mistake is just not putting them yeah, on? That, yeah, that's my biggest thing. Letting Misha convince me not to do it. You know, I should have never done that. I'll tell you, I'll never let somebody like that convince me to anything again. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, what about how much do you give weight to, you know, this whole, like to me, the biggest mistake of the game was the whole Carson thing. Like when Carson had the chance, I mean, to turn on Shayna. Yeah, you know, when he turned on Shayna, that was a mistake, but it was from dri driven from lies and manipulation. And it's okay, like, you know, if, the truth is to it, but it was lies and manipulation. And, you know, that was part of Carson's team. You know, it sucked that he got rid of her. And just like when I had my HOH, if I just would have got rid of putting Misha and Carton and uh, Todd are going to block, I could have got rid of at least one of them and kept, if I hadn't put Carson in the block, I could have kept him. I could have started working with Carson to put Misha and Todd are going there. And then we could have voted, voted one of them out and broke, broke up that little duel. Do you think if you were in the finals against, like, who do you think you could have won against? I could have beat Tasha. I think it could have beat Misha, too. I think it could have beat both of them. You think it could have beat both it's of Todrick them? Todrick and Misha. Oh, yeah, definitely. Going into this, did you know who anyone was that you were in the house with? Like, did you know who any of these I didn't. Were? I didn't know who was in there before I got in, so I didn't know any of that. But when I went in there, I did recognize Lamar, and unfortunately, I recognized Misha. <laughs> Just those two. Yeah. Well, we saw you bond with Lamar in the house. What was it about Lamar that kind of drew you guys Lamar together? and me are pretty bonded because, you know, we've gone through some similar things in life. And also, you know, we like to laugh and have fun. And uh, Lamar is definitely like that. And I think that our relationship will carry on from here and be a lot bigger than just here, you know? I think so, too, from a, as a, from a viewer's point of view. What about from a game point of view? Did you ever say, you know, like you had Todrick as a super fan, you had these other super fans, Shayna. Did you ever look, Lamar is one of the more clueless people who's played the game. I mean, no shade to him. Did you ever think from a game point of view, like, wait, I'm kind of aligning with someone that's not me? Well, no, person. I, mean, I mean, having Lamar on your side still would have been a good thing because you get that vote. You got the vote. You know what I mean? You get the vote. Um, right. And that's the whole thing is you align with people that you can keep getting the votes to get people out that you want to get out and then to keep people you want to keep. 
Right. Well, I know Lamar told Julie, you know, that, you know, you have 33 years of sobriety and that you were going to be- thir- Actually 30, 30. Oh, wow. 30, sorry. 30. 30. You know, as his sober coach, like, is that, you know, have you guys followed up? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big honor. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I've been talking with him a lot about, you know, when his life, and we're going to do a fourth step pretty soon. And I hope he's ready for it. It's a tough thing. <laughs> it's a tough thing. I can imagine. Okay. What's like the best, advice Lamar gave you like what's something you learned from Lamar in the house so Lamar told me something that was true he knew about Todd from the very beginning I just wish I would have listened I didn't listen so I wish I would have listened I mean that's the thing like everyone out there is saying Lamar's clueless and playing the game he's one of the pe- first people that said wait a second this oh, doesn't yeah. seem right oh yeah he knew about Todd right away and I should have listened you know and I, you know but hindsight is twenty twenty. you know um but I I knew that I I'm glad I was out of the house when I got out, because I don't think I could have handled another day with that dude. I don't think I could have. It was getting to the point to where I had to get out of there. And, you know, then when I found out the stuff that Misha was doing, I was very happy to leave. You know, I just wanted to get out of there. Really? Yeah. When, well, when you were bonding with Lamar also, you know, one of the things I thought was very touching is like, I learned so much about Lamar. Just like, I didn't realize some of the struggles like that he had, like with mm-hmm. his child. And, you know, just to see him, like, profess his love, like, for Khloe Kardashian, which we all kind of knew. But oh, just yeah, yeah. Did that Lamar... Was... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, did you guys have, like, a lot of late-night talks? Like, did he open up to you about that? Oh, yeah, but, you know, thank God they weren't recorded. We kind of, you know, knew ways to keep things from being recorded. <laughs> Why? Do you think if it was recorded, it would become something that it shouldn't Oh, happen? yeah, man. If you're kidding me, if you... You know, everything's recorded. So you say the wrong thing, they're still going to put it out. But you know, live feeds. Totally. Was there a piece of advice you gave him, like relationship advice, like about Chloe or? I don't know. I'm not, I may not be that good at relationship too. I'm single right now. So I don't know. <laughs> you guys can be each other's wingman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you ever watched the Kardashians? Like, do you watch reality TV? No, nah, I never watch. I don't watch very much reality TV. I just, I would have said that, but you know, I just, that's what I thought. Right. When you were leaving and you said Todrick was the best game player and then, you know, you get home and you watch all of this and you really kind of figure it out. I mean, I would listen, we've seen you, you crown the winner. We've seen everyone crown the winner, but you seem to really like, listen, do you know that your, your eye rolls are now a meme? Like, do, you, do you understand <laughs> this is become I, a that's thing? That's what I heard. That's what I heard. The eye rolls are like, Somebody said this. I did read someone said it's America's eye roll. When someone asks some, when someone says some stuff, you know they're lying. They're gonna use that meme as the eye roll meme. The best eye rolls like in Big Brother history. So it's like <laughs> you know everyone look. Everyone voted for Misha except one person. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, ever but you really like what was it like? What kind of rub? You know what was the thing that kind of rubbed well, you the wrong when, way the when, most? When well, he was bullshitting again. He's up there talking. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, come on, stop. Oh God, stop lying. Cause you could just, he's lying after lie after lie. And, you know, it's only a certain amount of lies that a person can listen to. You know what I mean? Before you start going, oh, I just want, you know, if somebody was like, if I was in the street, he's lying like that, I could just walk away and go somewhere else. But I was stuck there and I had to listen to his lies, you know, and it was just, you know, I didn't feel like listening to it anymore. What about when he's like, cause this is just what struck me, like, you know, I'm a gay man. So, but you know, when he's up there and he's saying like, you know, if I win, I'm going to, you know, I'm a gay man. I'm going to use this money for my community and Broadway. Like to me, that's almost like, I mean, who knows, but that's almost like gameplay, which to me, that, that rubbed me the wrong way personally. Oh yeah. It rubbed everyone the wrong way. And that's, it's like, if I got up there and I'm saying, you know, 
Or if I win, you know, I'm going to use it to help um, help Black Lives Matter or help this. It's the same thing. It's, you know, come on, man, stop that full of crap stuff. You're going to use it for yourself. So stop lying, you know, and, you know, and then you're learning that he's not as rich as he says he is. And he doesn't have things. I mean, he owes everyone all this stuff. And, you know, finding that out, uh, you know, just solidified what I was thinking about him, you know. When did it hit you, like, in the house? Like, Lamar, like, when was it clear to you, like, wait, Misha and Tadra? It was clear to me seven days before I I left the house. Wow. But, you know, but I had no power to stop it because I had nobody on my side to stop it. I had Lamar and Cynthia, but I needed one of them to win something. Right. But I but I truly believe at the time, if Cynthia would have won that, she wouldn't have put, she wouldn't have put uh, Tadra up. I don't think so. You don't she think so? now because she knows now everything, but before that, I don't think she would have. Wow. And is there anything like when you look back, you know, like when Todrick is get, when you're giving your speech and saying, Todrick, you're the best game player. Like, is there anything like, is there anything redeeming about your guys, like your time with Todrick? Or is it just really like you watched all this and you're like, it's just. I watched all of it and I know to him, it's just a game and he doesn't mind talking bad about people when they're gone. And I think that for me, I said, that's wrong. Like, I don't want to win money or win a game and be vicious to other people. I just, that's not how I want to be. You know, I um, enjoy playing the game, but for me, I would rather play it the, the classy way, like I did. I would play the, you know, the way that people, that gets respect, not the way that you're just, you know, you're out there, you know, talking so bad about people, making people feel bad about themselves, you know. And then when I found the stuff he said to Kirk Patrick about his son, you know, and here I was believing that Kirk Patrick actually done something, but he hadn't. And that's the whole thing, you know, finding out that all this was a lie. Like, how dare you talk about a guy's kid? that to me also was pretty bad yeah what about like when he's up there and he's saying like you know todd i've learned so much you know from you like as a straight black man like you know that's so your full of it yeah he's trying to kind of get the vote again trying to con and that's not going to work with me anymore because i already knew the truth he's a he's a great con man and and what i'm learning is he's a great comment in his life also so that's the thing he's a great comment in his life you know and and when you learn that that's when you realize that stuff is not what you think it is when somebody's that good of a con man and, you know, and I really believe that Misha needs to find out who he really is. Maybe she won't be so quick to be trying to protect him and help him. She realized who he really is. The dude is a con man. He's a great con man. He tells great stories because most of the stories aren't even real. You know what I mean? Most of them aren't real. They're, they're bull crap. So, you know, you can make up like he was trying to tell me one time about um, the Nielsen ratings in television. How are you going to tell me about Nielsen ratings television? And I'm listening to him, and I just, you know, as I'm, I'm like, I'm like, this dude really thinks that he knows more about everybody know some ratings. I'm like, wow, I'm shaking my head. The kid, the guy's only 35 years old. Except that, be your age, you know, and stop trying to be like older or think you've done all these experience stuff. Right, like with, I mean, what is his TV experience really? Yeah, exactly, exactly. When you say he's a con man in real life, what do you mean? Because there is a lot of stuff co- now well, coming he owes out. A lot of people. He owes like a lot of um, like um. He owes like a lot of uh, wardrobe houses. So it all makes sense now, costume houses. That makes sense why he was taking the wardrobes. He wanted all the wardrobes that we had. He was there because, you know, he may not be able to get a lot of costumes because, you know, he, you know, so he can use those, you know? So I realized that now by watching that. I realized that, you know, all that was just another game. You know, he's trying to get these, instead of saying, hey, I need these wardrobes because, hey, you know, I, you know, I can't rent a lot of them anymore. So I need these. I, I get that. But to sit there and make it like you have all this and you have all that, you know, and you're, sending roses and flowers to your neighbors all the time it's like come on man you know what i mean come on 
in like those costumes that you guys wear for this one. He, yeah. wa- he, he wanted to take them and he took them. Yeah, he wanted to take them because he, I now know why, because he can't get, to, he can't rent a lot of those costume houses. Makes sense to me. Right, because he, he owes them money. Yeah. Right, and you're just saying, look, just own it, right? Like you've yeah, owned stuff owned in your it, life. I, we all own stuff. If he owned it, I would have been, you know, okay with it. But the fact that he didn't own it, you know, it's like, come on, you know. Now you're trying to be bigger than you really are, portray yourself as this giant thing and doing all these wonderful things all the time. And then, you know, then I saw a video of him online making fun of a homeless person. Have you seen that video? I have seen that video. That's absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. There is no, nothing in that you can tell me that makes me feel like a person should not be, you know, there's no one in this world that should make fun of somebody who's homeless or who doesn't have, have less than. That's terrible. That's the worst thing you possibly do. Right. No, that was pretty bad. I also yeah. saw today, like, I don't know if you saw this, like his ex assistant is now coming out and saying yeah. yep. that he outed him, like, you know, as being yep. HIV positive to the guy's mother and threatened to put something on the YouTube saying that, you know, you sleep with a ton of men unprotected and you're HIV positive and trying to spread like all this. That's what it's crazy, says. right? Yeah. Crazy that, that somebody would stoop that low to do some things like that. That's terrible. It's really bad. It's it not is fair. Yeah. You know, it is terrible. I mean, look, I don't know. I mean, now they're talking like cancellation of Todrick. Like he might be canceled from this show. I feel I feel bad that that's happening to him, but maybe he'll learn something from it. You know, maybe he right. will. What about, because we saw you have certain instances in the house where you've said things like, you know, I would go after, and I'm not coming for you. I just, I want to like, I mean, I think I understand what you're saying. I just want to clarify. Like when you say like, I could go after Todrick, this was in the house, you know, but I can't because I will be canceled or like I could well, go after be, because, because, you know, Todrick is a black man and he's also gay. And I was afraid that if I say anything that, you know, too cutting and too rippy that I'm going to get canceled, you know, because that's the thing. He's in the perfect situation where you can't say much to him. You have to watch what you say. You know, and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, it's weird, but it's also, you know, it, it's, I mean, I could say it's fair because a lot of things have happened, you know, to our, our homosexual po- po- uh, population. That's terrible, you know, and it's not fair that they get treated the way they get treated, you know, but I understand how they get treated because I'm a black man. Black men understand how anybody else is treated, which is not fair, you know, but um, I just couldn't say a lot of things to, because of that. Couldn't say a lot of things. I had to be careful, you know. I mean, that's what I thought you meant. And I mean, that makes complete sense to me. I just didn't understand if that's what you were saying. What about, you know, we saw you get in this argument with Cynthia. I know you guys are great now. You know, you basically said. Cynthia, Cynthia had kept her, wanted to keep, you know, had kept her word. And I was okay with that. But the fact was when I, when I was thinking about maybe voting her out, she wanted me, she wanted me to vote for her. But now you want me to keep my word to you, you know, to her. I mean, to uh, not keep my word to other people, but keep my word to you. And I, I can't do that. So. I think it was just a misunderstanding and she was, you know, I saw her talking about she's, you know, going through menopause and when she got excited, but I was trying to tell her something that was going on, but I couldn't tell her because other people were around that weren't in our clique. And I was afraid that if they heard it, they would, you know, change their roles, start doing something. This is when I thought that, this is when I thought that I was in the Misha and Tiger clique, but come to find out I was a floater, you know, that's what I was. So I'm finding all this out now of who they said I was, which is absolutely terrible. Misha and me had talked about it. We had made the situation together. And then all of a sudden, it's all Todrick and nothing in me. You know, and like I said, had I known that, and they're lucky I didn't because I'd known that, I would have put them both on the block, me and Carson. I'd have put one on the block when Carson would have put two on, would put two of those on the block when he got one out. And then next round, I would have put two more on the block when he got the other one out. Right. They played it smart in that way, in, in that regard, so. 
do you think Misha, like once she kind of watches everything and reads all this, like, do you think she is going to wake up or she's like ride or die? I think that she, uh, she's drinking too much Tadra's Kool-Aid. So I don't know if she'll ever wake up. I hope she does, but I, I doubt it. Interesting. Well, no, when you were going head to head with Cynthia, I was like, have you ever watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Like Cynthia can no. throw down. Mm, I never saw it. No, never saw it. I don't so, watch reality. That's why. <laughs> listen, you're better off not watching it. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I know. I mean, The Real Housewives of Atlanta is great. There's just a lot of reality that like mm. will suck you in and you will be like, you know, like Big Brother, like in Housewives. Mm. And I, I watch it all. But I'm just saying, like, if you want to have a life and have balance in your life, <laughs> exactly. you won't have it anymore. Because like, look at Big Brother and what it just did oh, to yeah. us. And we were. Yeah. Would you do you have any like major regrets from this whole time? No, being in the oh, house? I have no major, no major regrets at all. None. If you got a call, like, you know, we're going to do Celebrity Big Brother All-Stars of past, would you go back? I don't know. <laughs> I would have to think about it. They would have to definitely double my money if I'm going to go in there and torture myself. I'm going to go in there and torture myself for another, you know, you know, 30 or 27 days. Oh, that'd be a lot more money than to get me to go in there and do that craziness. Well, now that you're a known quantity and people like you, you know, maybe they will for an All-Stars version. Woo! I would do it, but I'd be nervous. What about, listen, you're in the CBS family now. Would you ever do, if you got a call on the money right, like Survivor, Amazing Race? If the money was right, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. See? I mean, well, even though you didn't know who a lot of the people were, Cynthia was certainly starstruck by you. She knew exactly Uh, who you were. (laughs) which was great. Was your, was any part of your going in the house based on, you know, like I know Todrick didn't know in the beginning who you were and what you're talking about, Willis, like, was any, was that a factor of like, you know, let me show this whole new generation of like what classic TV is and like, you know. Well, you know, I think a lot of them would either, a lot of those people would know me from Everybody Hates Chris or World's Dumbest because that was on, you know, very recently. Um, totally. But I think, I don't know if Todrick is even telling the truth. You know what I mean? How many black people in entertainment don't know other black people? Come on. So load, if you're in the render, you're really a television or you're in the business that you're actually a star and you work in this business, of course, you know each other, you know, you know, um, so I don't know. Todrick makes up so much stuff and says stuff. Who knows what, what, when he's telling the truth, you know what I mean? I don't know. You just don't know. You need yeah. like, a, like, a, you, if you can have like a polygraph, just put it on him and find out when he's told, he's telling the truth now or, uh, oh. He's lying right now. You know, that's what he definitely needs to polygraph, you know? <laughs> Interesting. And I never thought of that, but you're right. Like if you're in the business and you're black, I mean, I would imagine, when you, yeah. I mean, you know, different strokes. Like, I mean. Of course, of course. And you also know, you know, everybody hates Chris and because you, you know, Chris Rock is doing that. And you probably know World's Dumbest. Right. Especially since those are more recent. Like yeah. everybody hates yeah. Chris is recent. I mean, how course, could you not know course. that? what that is? Of course, of course. When you look back on your time on Different Strokes, like way back at the beginning of your career, I know you did some acting before that, but, you know, does that seem like yesterday to you? Like, you have been long, in that? It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I mean, yeah. I, mean I was in Roots and Little House and the Prairie, and those were really long time ago. You know, I remember doing a 19, uh, doing a, uh, uh, what's that? What's it? What's your airline? United Airlines commercial. Oh, my God. That was like 74, 73. Wow. 73. And that was, you know, and, and I think that, like, you know, what I explained to Todd is like, you know, that nice car you drive now in the San Fernando Valley, you need to thank me because I'm the one that took getting pulled over all the time, you know, at gunpoint and all that stuff. I had to go through all that and then wind up going after them to make them stop. So say thank you because I'm the one that had to take the torture, you know. 
did he understand like what you were trying to say? Patrick only understands what he wants to understand and just himself. He's good at understanding himself. That's about it, I think. Right. You know, and I have no ill regards against the guy. I just think that what he did was terrible, you know? And, and then, you know, hearing what they said about me, you know, is terrible, you know? I mean, there's a lot of things I could have said about that guy, but I didn't, you know, because it's wrong. It's wrong to me to go out and just, you know, you can tell the truth like what I'm doing now, but it's wrong to go out and just tell vicious lies about people and just, you know, it, it's, to me, that's not a part of the game. The game is not lying on someone. The game is just trying to work your way around it and see how what you can do by getting around them and getting them out. You know, getting people to help you vote, but not telling vicious lies. Because to me, that's a shortcut. You know what I mean? I could have went around telling vicious lies, you know, on both of them, but I didn't because it's just wrong. You know, I played the game, you know, the best way I could and try to get there and try to win. I got to the final four, you know, but I knew in seven years before that, that I was done. When I started seeing when I had all my allies was going, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to be out soon. You know, I knew that. And to your point, like once someone's out of the house, there's no, there's no, no. gameplay now. Now no. it's just a different, yeah. they're, they're gone. Like you have beat yeah. them up to this yeah. point. Yeah. You know, what are some of the, like, what sticks out as like a highlight of a memory from different strokes to you? Like just as like uh, one or two. Probably the biggest highlights is having my, uh, Muhammad Ali on the show and the show we had with Nancy Reagan. Those are big highlights. Those are some pretty big people yeah. to have as guest stars. Yeah. You know, there's so much talk now about like diversity and inclusion. You know, you look at like Shondaland and like Ryan Murphy and like, but you know, different strokes. I mean, it was two black leads. Oh yeah. And they hadn't had that in a while. Besides Good Times had a bunch of them, but it wasn't the type of show that ours was. Ours was a very mainstream crossover show. So, I mean, do you think it's kind of like, look, I mean, all these shows are great. And I think TV is so diverse now and it's come so far, but like in a way, it was different strokes kind of ahead of its time. I mean, it was a I think huge it, hit. I think it definitely was, but I also think that we're so far ahead, but we're also so far behind. We're both, a little bit of both. So far ahead, so far behind. And I think that it's going to take people sticking together to change, you know, the way television should be viewed and the way television should be seen. You know, um, you know, I think that it's important that we remember that, you know, if they don't have to give you a job, they won't. And that's what you have to remember. So we have to make opportunities and jobs for ourselves. I mean, look at why... Look at why the music business is so huge now. The hip hop music. Look what they've done. They've been able, because they don't need somebody to back them. They can go sell their album on the internet. They don't need nobody. And they can make millions of dollars that way. So, you know, the most reason why most companies get involved because they want to get a part of the money, you know? And, and the key is, you know, you can't really go sell movies out your trunk. You know what I mean? Because, you know, <laughs> you know how are you going to view it? You know what I mean? Right. You can't view it, so you're not going to sell that out your trunk. You know, so I think that, the movie and television thing, they kind of have wrapped up right now, but I think eventually it'll be open for everyone. I think, you know, anybody who wants to watch. Do you remember like when you were on different strokes, like when you say like it was so far behind, even though it's partly ahead, like, do you remember feeling that? Like, this is just an opportunity that, yeah, you know, it's I, a I hit. It, I, I knew it was an opportunity to change America, to help change a part of America. You know, I think that when people realize that we're all human, doesn't matter what color you are, what race you are, what sexual orientation you have, we're all human beings. And the fact of the matter is, things are changing. It's 2021, but it doesn't seem like it's changing. It is, but then you see something and it pulls you back. Like, wow, why did that happen in 2021, you know, or 2022, sorry. You know, but you still get nervous about it. You just want to make sure that we should start viewing each other as Americans. Americans first. Human beings second, but Americans. We should be trying to protect Americans. You know, but we spend so much time worried about other stuff or, you know, doing bad stuff and listening to bad people that I think that it's destroying what America really stands for. 
And just be kind to people, right? To your yes. point. I mean, people yeah. have gotten so nasty. Oh yeah. People are I mean, some of the stuff then, but then when you say something back, like when somebody, if someone says something nasty to me and I say it back, I'm the bad guy. How am I the bad guy when they said this? You, you know what I mean? Right. But that's just how it is. I'm, I mean, the media loves to pick on me. So I just get used to it and I kind of walk away from it. The media does love to pick on you. There's been a lot written about you throughout mm-hmm. the years. Like oh, yeah. what's one or two things where something you've read where you're just like, oh my God, well, guys. What's crazy right. is, is like they never talk about how long I've been sober. They don't talk about that. They always act like I still using yesterday, but they don't do it to no other actor. I don't see them do it, but just really me. Like they'll be talking about something new I'm doing, and all of a sudden they bring up and in 1985, and it's like, oh come on, dude, really? You're gonna bring something that long ago? You know, 30 years ago, you're gonna bring stuff up? It's terrible, and it has made me shy away from the media a lot. Let me shy away from a lot. Really? Because you just feel you start getting into something, and somehow it goes in that direction. Oh yeah, that's what they always want to do because it sells better for them. You know, the wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You guys know that staying youthful is very important to me. And that's why NAD plus supplementation is an important part of my health routine. Basis by Elysium Health is the most trusted source of NAD supplementation. Their product basis is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40%. As I age, which I'm not happy about, this is so important to me. Did you know that NAD is found in every single cell of your body and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions, but the body doesn't have an endless supply and the levels decline as you age. Now that I take basis, I have to tell you guys, I've experienced less fatigue and more satisfying workouts. I mean, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Elysium Health has dozens of the world's best scientists working with them and eight are Nobel Prize winners. And here's a special offer for my listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash velvet and enter code velvet at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. I've been so busy lately. I've been neglecting so many things in my life and my hair is no exception. I don't even want to tell you how long I've been going between washes, who like my life depended on it and trying out all sorts of freaking new products. But I had finally had enough of this and I'm like, listen, it's time to get serious. And I hit the reset button with clarifying detox shampoo from Way. What I loved almost instantly about Way's detox shampoo was it felt my hair afterwards so luxurious, clean, refreshed. I honestly felt like I started to reverse the damage I had done. And I love the smell, rose, lychee, cedarwood, mm, white musk, bergamot, yum. 
You can use Waze Detox Shampoo once a week to neutralize any product buildup from oil, dirt, and hard water from your hair and scalp. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code VELVETROPE. Decorating a home certainly isn't easy. And I know because I just bought a new apartment. Yep, I'm moving on uptown. And one of the places I turned was Jenny Kane Home. I turned to them to help me curate this new space and make it the space of my dreams. Jenny Kane Home has everything. I'm obsessed with their pillows, their throws, their candles. They also have great sofas, chairs, benches, beds. It's so effortlessly Californian. The Harbor Sofa is so comfortable. It's inviting. It's amazing. And what I love the best is it's so minimalistic. It comes in natural linen, ivory linen, or my favorite, charcoal linen. Create the space you'll never want to leave at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use code VELVET at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I. I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com. Jenny Kane dot com. Promo code VELVET. I am loving getting my fit on. FitOn is the number one premium free fitness app. I originally turned to FitOn to help slim down, but now I turn to FitOn not only for my daily workout experience, but for personalized meal plans, advice from celebrity trainers such as Julianne Hoff, Gabrielle Union, Lindsay Vaughn. In the past 24 hours, talk about variety. I took classes such as The Taste of Zumba, Deepest Sleep Ever, and Kiss My Abs. Yes, and please. There's so much variety and they're always adding new classes. I never get bored. Pilates, bar, yoga, kickboxing, cardio, strength, dance, meditation. And yep, all of this could be done right from the comfort of your own home. Join over 10 million people getting their fit on. Work out for free anytime, anywhere. Text ROPE to 64000 to join fit on for free. Text ROPE to 64000. That's ROPE 64000. I know we have a lot of fun here and talk about reality TV and all the drama, but at the end of the day, listen, what really matters in our lives is our relationships, especially those with significant others. In times like this more than ever, having someone you can trust and talk to is so important, but even the best relationships hit bumps in the road. That's why I find Talkspace so important. Talkspace therapy gives you unlimited access to a licensed therapist, so you can clear up the confusion and focus on what matters most, being the best person and partner you can be. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I am not good at relationships. And Talkspace, listen, whether you're married for years or re-entering the dating scene or just trying to get comfortable with being single, talking to a therapist can really help. Join Talkspace today and start the journey to happier, healthier relationships. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off Talkspace.com promo code VELVET. I have to tell you about a new nutritional product that I started using called Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, I wanted more energy, and I wanted to optimize immune system. Well, let me tell you, what I love best about Athletic Greens is it's easy. I personally don't have, didn't have, and never will have time for any nutritional product that is complicated, 
to use. So here's the thing. Athletic Greens, you take one scoop and you add eight ounces of water and that's all you need. Also, the other thing I love about Athletic Greens, it actually tastes great and it's inexpensive. It costs less than $3 a day. Also, I love it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs. So there's no nasty chemicals or anything artificial. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash velvet. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash velvet to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Right. Look, we've all, I mean, it's almost a positive thing that you've had these things in the past and now here we are. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, the media doesn't often like a positive spin on things. What about to that point, like when they say, like, I remember personally, like when Charlotte Ray passed away, like, I don't know if you remember this, there was this whole thing. You were the last remaining surviving member of the original Different Strokes cast and all Different Strokes curse. This was everywhere. Dana, like, that's like, where does that come from? Like, is that- I have no idea where the curse comes from. Makes no sense to me. Because my idea is if it was a curse, I would have been dead long ago. Obviously, it's not a curse. People die. Some people die tragically, but I think people in life die tragically and die, unfortunately, early sometimes. But if I'm still here, then definitely ain't a curse. Or I've beaten a curse, but I got a lucky charm around my neck. No, <laughs> it's, it's not a curse. This is just life, right? Yeah. And then they try to say that all child stars get in trouble. That's a lie, too. It's only a few of us that have gotten in trouble. I don't know why they blame all the rest of people that aren't doing anything, but that's what they do. That's who they are. That's what they do. Right. There is this perception that, mm-hmm. right, all, ch- you know, recovering child star, but you are totally like BS, yeah. right? Yeah, it's BS, totally BS. I always say, well, like, okay, we have Jodie Foster without overthinking it. We have Brooke Shields. I mean, I'm just without trying to think about Lisa it. Lisa Welcher, Kim Fields, Tiffany, all those people. Just, I can name you for, I always say for every one you name, I'll name 40 that don't have any issues. Right. By the way, Kim Fields was on a whole season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So that, yeah, I know she told me she didn't like it. She got out. <laughs> she did not like it. She got out. That's so. not for Kim. That's not for Kim. Like, there's no way I could do something like that either. I wouldn't want to do that. No way, man. That's insane. It's. I love seeing her there just because who doesn't love a little facts of life action? But yes, it was not for Kim. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, like, look, in your memoir, Killing Willis, like, you, you have been open. Like, you talk about being honest, like, yeah. at least that's commendable, right? Like the media tries to put this negative spin. Of course. At least you're being honest and saying, this is all the stuff that happened to me. And here I am. Like everyone has a story, right? Exactly. Yeah. But they, but everyone, the media acts like that everyone doesn't have a story. That's the issue. Right. <laughs> Everyone's got a story. Of course. Of course. You know, you have, like I said, like, you know, you've been sober, you've beat addiction like what would you say to you know your Lamar sober coach now like what would you say to all the people listening to this that are struggling like what's one piece of advice I always say that if um if you're not ready stay out there if you're ready come in because we got a warm seat for you that's nice and what about you know this whole thing has been I mean she's since retracted this like Demi Lovato came out that she was California sober she's since taken that back but a lot of people run with that, that like, I just drink, I just smoke pop. And I'm, I mean, do you believe in this in between? Is it just case by case? Or do you really believe? Well, I don't think that, I don't think that everyone has an addiction. I think that some people are just saying that to be a part of, you know what I mean? Cause it's the way people are treated now. Oh, you, oh, you have addiction. Oh my gosh. Except for me. But everyone else is like, oh, you're getting help. Oh, 
fabulous. I'm so happy for you. And it didn't happen for me. Not at all. <laughs> but it has happened for other people. I almost think like, I mean, I could be wrong. Like it's like a sign of the times of like, right. Like now I had Mackenzie Phillips on recently and like we totally bond. And she's like, now you do A and B and C and right. But she's like, anyone that had this in the past, it was like a black ax. And now it's like, oh, let's, you know, coddle you and get you help. Well, 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 look at, look how many times Ben Affleck went to rehab. He's not starving his star power. You know, he's still all Ben Affleck. He's with Jennifer Lopez. Oh yeah. You know, come on. The dude just got out of rehab a month ago, you know what I mean? But they don't care. You know, now I just, you know, you know, people are able to show this a lot better and, you know, society realized that all these people have this situation, but why can't they realize with us? You know, now that, you know, I got all this time realize that, oh, maybe, you know, wow, he's really gotten past it, but they still want to bring it up like it's yesterday and not 30 years ago. Was any part of that like influence your decision to go in the Big Brother house or it was just like, give me the money and let me go? No, I I didn't go for the money. I went, you know, beginning they talked me into it and I went and I realized that it was something I wanted to do I think it was a very positive spin on me to learn more about myself and other people you know and I realize now that you know the Todricks out there that are like that you know I don't need to be around those kind of people you know um people who you know um tell you one thing and do the opposite I don't want to be around them either I'm gonna be around people who are honest and fair and you know want to live life the right way not the bad not the wrong way that's really a positive thing do you think you'll have like less tolerance now because of this whole thing with Todrick and like to some extent Michelle like where you see people come into your life and you know like are you more on guard now of people oh like, I'm uh, way more on guard now that's for sure that's what I learned I'm way more on guard you know the Misha's and Todrick's won't do that to me anymore nowhere in life see I'm just born and raised in New York City so I'm just I, I oh yeah I, you're in New York City yeah that's different I love you. New York City, get a rope. Remember that in the commercial? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I I love everyone, but as far as trust, that's a whole other oh, yeah. story. But I'll oh, welcome yeah. you. I'm yeah. just on guard of like, what do you want from me? And like, yeah, exactly. I get it. What about like, do you have, I mean, I know you don't watch reality TV. Do you have any like guilty pleasures? Like, is there any TV you watch? Oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a video game player. I play video games. Like when we hang up, I'm going to get online and start playing. Really? Oh, yeah. Maybe there'll be a reality show video player competition. We've done well, everything well, else. There's, there's a lot of money in video game. I don't know if you know that. These people, they go out and they have teams. Like, I think Joe Montana, a bunch of um, uh, Rick Fox, but they have teams. And they make, you know, those teams can make 7 or $8 million a year playing video games. It's a lot of wow. money. For it, yeah. Wow. Do you want to do, you know, now that you're out and it's like, do you want to do any more acting like i mean i know like oh, yeah i guess I, got, I have a i have a lot of stuff on the on the work that we're getting ready to start doing i have a company called predator apex and we're going to start producing a lot of shows so wow what about in front of a live audience in front of a studio audience they you know they're covering all these shows they did well, different we strokes were, we were supposed to do a different strokes reboot but sony kind of you know, i guess let it lag i don't know what's going on with sony i'd sign all the contracts everything with sony but you know i think maybe after this maybe they'll see that it should be done I think it's a show that should be uh, seen out there again in America and it will help because we, we were going to reverse the idea. We're going to reverse it. It's going to be where Willis is like married to Tootie or somebody else and they uh, adopt two white kids. And then that's, you know, that's them trying to make so that American people can see the other side of the shoe. You know what I mean? We said we saw the black side, let's see the white side and see how difficult it is for them. I think it'd be great. I love this. Yeah. So it was going to be you, obviously, maybe married to Kim Fields. I mean, that's 2D. Yeah. yeah. And then amazing. 
That's amazing. And, and what is delaying? Come on, Sony, let's get this done. Do you do you do you see my? I mean, this whole interview has been great, but I you know. see my mouth is like yeah. dropped open. Like yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is like. Wow. I think that I think we need to get back to situational comedy. We need to get back to that. You know, I think you know a lot of comedies are set up jokes, set up jokes. It's just not great. Situational comedy makes the best comedy ever. You think comedy is just? It's. I think that that's what we. And if you think about it, it's a whole different set of circumstances. Then, right? Yeah. Like you have these two white kids. Yep. There's so many nuances with where TV is today. Oh yeah. You know, you look at like the Wonder Years is now rebooted with like you know mm. an all black cast and wow. Why did this get killed or stalled? I don't, by Sony? I don't. I don't know why Sony has stalled, but I have no idea. Um, wow. I know that. I know there was a deal on the table, and then they stopped it. I don't know why. Maybe it was somebody they didn't want to work with. Maybe I don't know. You know that happens. You know these companies sometimes don't want to work with certain people, and and if they want it, they won't give it to them. You know. So we'll see what happens from here. Now, hopefully that uh, you know Scott is listening. Let's get this done and move it on the road, Scott. Was Kim Fields definitely going to be a part of it also? Uh, not at, at the time. She wasn't the first um, um, uh, lady who was on as a, as a uh, showrunner. She didn't want Kim, but I did. I've always wanted Kim and I wanted to do it the way I wanted to do it. And I think it would have worked better. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, if they're listening. We'll get it done the way I want to get it done. Because I knew with the surefire way to make the American public accept it and make them start watching it and like it. I think the, you know you say reboot you and Kim Fields. I don't. That's like you start at like a ten out of ten. So you, I, I think, think you're so right. too. I definitely believe that. Why didn't she want Kim Fields? I don't know. I don't know. Kim Fields is amazing to me, and she's an amazing actress. And her playing the role of Tootie would be hysterical. The fact that Tootie married Willis. You know, they actually got married. And you, know, you can play on the fact that it took Willis a long time to even see Tootie in that light, and it'd be hysterical. You know unbelievable like whoever else yeah. they would like to cast in this role it's not going to have the same effect we'll that's still watch it but yeah. like yeah, that's what i was saying it doesn't have the same effect having 2d because see if you have 2d in there you can bring back the facts the life girls in and out hire them for you know even recurring roles or regulars on the show you could bring you know you know that's you could bring so much into the show you know that makes a lot better you know just imagine that uh kim fields i'm married to kim fields imagine that mindy cohen is our lawyer you know and and they're always giving Willis crap because Will, who will it? They've always given Willis crap. So it doesn't stop just because he's married to Tootie. They keep going with Willis, you know, and Willis is always defending himself. And like, I can do this right, but Willis, you know, can't get it right. He always tries to do something and messes it all up. And then finally Tootie and them all come in and they fix it. You know, that's what Different Strokes was about in the very beginning anyway. In what role do you see for Lisa Welchall, Blair Warner? You know, Blair can be a lot of different roles. She can, Blair can be, you know, I think it would be hilarious if Blair became, uh, you know, a, uh, I want she became the housekeeper be hysterical I, I was something ag- against type like something yeah, against something type. against who she who she was who she wanted to be so she's the housekeeper she's the angry housekeeper she's the housekeeper who doesn't want to be there but she needs the money would be hysterical and like maybe she married someone really wealthy and then yeah. it didn't work out and now yeah. she was learning these things in life for the first oh, yeah. time oh my god and what about Nancy McKeon? Do we want Joe there too? If, if Nancy won, I don't know if Joe want, uh, Nancy wants to work anymore. I don't know. You know, I don't know if she wants to come back to that type of thing. But if she does, we'll find something in there to fit her. Believe me. And Lisa was on Survivor. It just I don't know yeah. if you know that. So. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was literally. It wasn't a celebrity Survivor. She was literally a fan of the game. How'd, and- how'd she do it? How, how'd, how'd she doing it? 
really good. So she was just a fan and she wrote to CBS or whoever. And they were like, wait, Blair Warner wants to be like as a not, not celebrity edition. And she, so she, so she did decent, huh? She did good. Really good. And she had, a, you know, she proved things to herself that she, it was a great, yes. She had a great, like learned a lot about herself just, it was great. You know, as like a fan of like Facts of Life, you're like, wait, like what is our world that like Lisa Welchel is literally on this reality show, not oh, even yeah. a celebrity edition, just because she's such a fan of this game. Yeah, It's like, it's brilliant. Do you ever get, you know, like you were on Oprah. Do you ever get, you've met everybody, you know, Muhammad Ali, Nancy Reagan. Do you ever get starstruck? Are you the type? Yeah. Depends on who I'm meeting. When i Met Sammy Davis Jr. and Lena Horne, I was very starstruck. Muhammad Ali, too, I was very starstruck when I met them. Those are good ones. Did yeah. you ever have, like, a really bad celebrity experience where either you looked up to someone and you just thought, like, this person has such a great reputation and you're like... Oh, yeah. I, there's a few of those, and I won't mention the names, but there's a few of those. <laughs> I was going to ask you. No, nah, I can't say it. No. Do you ever have a lot of, you know, on the other side, do you have strange fan interactions, you know, like... I don't really have that strange of fan interactions. I got pretty nice fans that come up to me. That's um, good. But I, but I can tell you, I do love the mask. I love the mask. Having the mask on now, it's the best thing ever happened to me. I can slide in and out through the public and do whatever I want to do without anybody following me. No cameras, no media wants taking them because they don't know who I am. I just like a regular guy, just Joe Schmo standing there. That is so interesting to me too. So yeah. really like, you have this like love for the mask and that's I'm not going to stop taking off. And when the mandate's gone, I will still wear my mask everywhere. When I get out of the, out of the car in public. And you really see a difference in that. Like, wow. Yeah. I can go unnoticed now. I won't look strange, you know, because everybody knows about COVID United States. Even if no one else is wearing it, I'm still not going to look strange for wearing it. Oh, he just wants to, he doesn't want to get COVID or he doesn't want to give something away. You know, that you may have COVID and want to give it away. You know, this will be great. I never, no, yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I never thought of that really from like a celebrity point of view. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really does help. Yeah. But I think that also, you know, I'm going to wear, because in this day and frame, if a black man can wear a mask inside of a bank or store, that's wonderful. Things are changing a little bit. You know, they haven't got all the way, but you know. Things are changing a little bit. Yeah. What about live in front of a studio audience? Did you give any, you know, advice to Damon Wayans who played Willis? Uh, no, I just watched him play it, but I enjoyed him. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, John Lithgow was amazing. I thought um, Kevin Hart was good. I thought that uh, Damon Wayans was good. And I loved the, I forgot the name of the woman who played Charlotte Ray. She was amazing. What about Snoop Dogg? Oh, Snoop Dogg was hilarious playing Vernon. Because he sounded, you know, he, he was taller than Vernon, but he sounded like him, you know, which was great. And he, that... knew, I guess he must have watched the show and knew exactly how to act. That to me was like yeah. epic. I'm like, wait, yeah. Snoop Dogg yeah. is involved in this? Yeah, the fro and everything. <laughs> I love that. And the same, same exact shirts we had on in those episodes. That's what was more hysterical. I mean, this whole thing with like the Norman Lear, it's, it's all, it's, I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, they've all been really good. And that's why, you know, I'm like, you know, if we get this reboot done, it's going to be amazing. It's going to work well with the fans and people are going to watch it. It's the kind of show that people want to see again. And it's like I said, you know, uh, different strokes never shied away from, you know, true stories and, and real themes. And I think that this show can do the same thing. A lot of shows on TV, you know, are covering things that, you know, are too political or too something else, you know, cover the right things that make sense, you know, cover the issues we have ongoing on this country, you know? So I think it'd be great to be able to do that. Like we had one, we had one episode where I think it was hilarious where um, when Willis first adopts the kids, 
He takes the kids to the hospital because one is sick. Little girl is sick. Takes them to the hospital or a little boy, whichever way is sick. And um, so Willis has to go do something. So, you know, the, the nurse stays with them and goes out. And the kid convinces the doctor that they don't know who Willis is. So now the security is coming. They think Willis has kidnapped these two white kids. But what makes it really funny is when the security is there and, and, and the, um, the um, hospital uh, supervisor gets there, they're like, oh, kid, oh, really? And they go, well, we actually know who it is because Willis built half of his wing. We know who Willis Jackson is. We don't know who you are. So you're not going to get away. And then I catch a little kid and go, uh-huh, got you. You thought you were going to get one over on me, but you didn't. You know, and then that starts their whole relationship into a great relationship. Because the kid realizes Willis is a lot wiser than he realizes. And, you know, Willis tried all this stuff on Mr. Drummond. So that's why he's very aware of what this kid's going to do. Listen, you have it. You have it. It's, oh, yeah. That is just, and plus the facts of life, girls. I'm, and again, oh, yeah. like, I think, like you said, like, there's so many nuances where, like, surprise, yeah. Willis, like, basically built this wing. Yeah. And then there's these bigger, serious issues that could be tied in and dealt with yep. as well. Oh, definitely. If they were going to make, I mean, you've done so much in your life. If they were going to make a movie based on your life, like, are there any, you we know. Are, we're actually on the road to, to getting it done. It's going to get done probably this year, I think. This year, yeah, probably this year. Wow. I'm, I'm working with somebody really famous. I can't say who it is yet, but um, it's going to get done. I think it's time that people do see my life story from the point of view that's real and not from the media's point of view. I think so, because there's so much out there spun oh, yeah. by the media. Oh, yeah, they spin everything. Do you have any, like, if you were going to have your choice, like, actors, like, in their 20s, like, to play no, that? I, no idea yet. Going to have to search that out. Somebody's got to be a dynamic actor to play me with all those emotions that I went through as a kid, so they got to be able to play them. I, th- I, I was thinking, like, a Jaden Smith. I mean, that's just what I was thinking when I was I sitting there. Young- I don't think he's young enough, because he's got to start younger. Right. Or maybe have different people. But I mean, that's, I, wow. But, but I will tell you this. I've seen Jaden Smith. He's a good actor. I watched him in the movie where the one where he was um, a, a year in a life or a day in a, a day in a, a life in a year. That yeah. one, he was amazing in that. I was blown away. I knew he had some talent, but I didn't know he had that much talent. The kid is really good. Hey, stop it. My cat's trying to get in my seat. I was going to say, see, d- didn't you miss your cat in the house? I missed him. I, I mean, miss- no, Jaden and Jaden has a lot of range too. A yes, lot of does. range. I was blown away. I didn't know that, but I was blown away. He does. That's... Anything else you want to share with us that you have that you're working on or that's about it. We're working on all that. You know, we got a reality. I'm going to, I want to, I think me and Lamar are going to do a reality show. Our reality show is going to be um, like Paris Hilton, I think. And uh, Nicole Richie's like that. We go out places, we do things, we involve ourselves in things would be hysterical having me and Lamar do these things. I think it'd be hysterical. Todd, why haven't you been producing shows for like the past like 10 years? These are all great ideas. I know I have so many of them, believe me. I've, we got a lot of our company just started. We got our LLC finally, and we have some amazing scripts. Some amazing. We have one script called Bus Ride, which is romantic comedy, hysterical. We even got a vampire movie. It's called uh, The Dragon, and it's called The uh, Dragon because it's about Dracula. And our Dracula is different than everyone else's because ours is he can walk in daylight because he's the first. But what makes him so unique is the fact that he has lived a bunch of other lives. So you know, because he can he can turn himself into whoever he wants to be. You know. And so he's lived all these kind of stuff. So you find out about how many lives this guy has lived to be who he is today. Now he doesn't want to hurt mankind. He wants to help mankind. So it's really good. Wow. And this reality show idea with Lamar, you're picturing like Paris and Nicole, like fish yes, out of water. Same, same thing. Yep. Putting us in situations that we have to try to get out of, you know. Wow. Maybe hysterical. 
Could you imagine me and Lamar being horse trainers or me and Lamar uh, be working at a meat shop or me and Lamar, you know, selling cars? Could you imagine that? It'd be hysterical. It'd be really funny. It would be hysterical. And then also like what we talked about before, like Lamar is authentic because he's, yeah. he's not, he's not, he's, it's, and, and it's real. What's making it funny about me and Lamar is we always bet. So we betting. okay, if you get this, I bet you a hundred dollars, I could do this better than you can. And he's like, all right, bet on. Then we go on with you to do it. I think the audience would be cracking up off of us. Well, Lamar has the E connection. He was on keeping up with the Kardashians for all those. Well, yeah, but we got another connection that's really good, but we can't tell you yet. Oh my God. Well, listen, before you go, I have to say there's very few moments in pop culture history that make me jealous. But when you gave Julie Chen the what you talking about, Julie, <laughs> I got jealous. So here, David, can David from behind the velvet rope have a what you talking about, David? Sure. What you talking about, David? <laughs> Epic. Julie, hey, the way that it came to Julie Chen was perfect right in the moment, you know, and she loved it. It was hysterical. She loved it. It was great. I was like, Julie Chen is like such a part of that show. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. if she ever wants to leave that job, I say give her whatever she wants because I can't watch Julie Big Chen Brother. Is an amazing, sweet, and beautiful person. She's wonderful. She's a great person. I'm glad that I was on the show to get a chance to see her in person and talk with her. I absolutely love that. And I'm like, of course you're yeah. going to say this to Julie. I'm like, it's amazing. <laughs> Where can everyone find you? Are you on any? I mean, I know I'm you're on, on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. My Instagram is not verified, but it will be eventually. But my Twitter is verified and all that. And I'm, a, I'm on Facebook and all that. So awesome. I'll so share. Come on, on, join me and join the wonderful things that I always say. I always say very good things. I'm going to share all the links with everyone too, because I follow you on definitely. all accounts. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. This has been, thank I've you. wanted to talk to you for a long time. Different Strokes is one of the best shows of all time. Oh, Love, you. Loved that. you on everything. And this was a great season. Like you were one of the shining parts of this season. Thank you. That's we got to so. start writing into Sony and tell them to do the reboot. because It's going to be great. I am going to spread the word about this reboot. I think it's like I the best it. thing that I ever heard in oh, yeah. years. So that. thank you. <laughs> Honestly, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. it. You got it. Have a good day. Take care. Take care, Todd. Thank you. Right. you Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.